Hello, guys. And What's girls. Up? What's up? What's up, ladies? What's up, bitches? Guys, we're together. I know. We're, we're in, person. in person. This is like our new and improved studio and yes. couch. Do you like the new, the SOS setup? I mean, well, like, this is not new if no. you're watching us on YouTube. But it's on brand. The color scheme happening. Right? Yeah. I was like, it's best that we got, like, a grayish couch. Yes, and it's perfect. You guys like it. So go on YouTube, SOS with Molly and Alyssa, if you want to see exactly what, what the we're talking about yes um but if you're just listening to us uh then hey what's up we love you guys too um we have a, like a grayish couch set up <laughs> a new rug sos sign behind us go yes. on our instagram looking cute check us out um so i feel like men or women who are listening to this have ex- have well women have experienced it men have witnessed it um the mean girl phenomenon it is very real. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so this episode, and it's just, it's such a stereotype, but it is very real. And like, I remember experiencing it as early as daycare, like I, before school and everything. But like in socialized environments, girls start to experience this type of behavior from other girls very early. Yeah. Um, and then it you know, you assume, I remember being in middle school and assuming like looking at the teachers and be like, they're so lucky they're out of this. Like when in adulthood, they're out of it. Like they don't, and granted middle school is its own hell, but it doesn't stop. Like adult women are mean girls. This behavior is steeped in our society in a really ugly way. I know. And it's something that's been around since the dawning of time. And I feel like interesting uh i mean we're going to go into kind of the psychology of it and our own personal stories because we have some fun ones to add yeah. i'm sure everyone does mm-hmm. um so yeah uh, also go on our instagram share your stories with yeah. us um and we can all commiserate because yeah, honestly, i also have like i'm i was a mean girl too <laughs> like curveball <laughs> yes it, it was one of those things we'll go into it later of like if i can't beat him join him you know mm-hmm, what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like i i've been on both sides of it yeah and yeah it is definitely something that is built out of survival and you think you it have is. to it is uh built out of insecurity and yes insecurity and survival i think yeah. and, and that's the thing that we like i have to empathize with too um is because as women, I feel like we've just, what else can we do but gossip? You know what I mean? Like gossiping was a form of survival because women got together and and, and we talked about what the men were doing so we could better prepare ourselves. Yeah, because we also weren't permitted to have as full lives as men were. Like, you know, and talking all through history, but like, obviously not being able to vote, but not even like being able to be in the workplace. And you go back, we weren't even able to own property and land without a man signing off on it or being able to, you just couldn't have, didn't have like a workplace to go to and these other outlets that men had. And then it was, it, 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 it breeds It, it was power. It was like, yeah. women were going to have power over something, obviously, mm-hmm. like we're smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is how we found our power was yeah. through talking. Um, but because I feel like it's been so stigmatized by men that we make it worse. You know what I mean? Like it becomes a worse thing where we judge other, we judge other women for doing it. And then it also just becomes like amped up. Yeah. And, and the added layer of like, you know, 
we are also taught with the patriarchy that if if a woman makes it to a certain level of success or notoriety or even even for talking on the playground and if a girl is going to get picked for the game at recess by the boys it's probably not going to happen and if it does it's going to be only one girl Mm -hmm. so we're taught that like there can only be one of us that comes out on top there can't be multiple of us winning at the same time because women don't win like that when they don't win like men do and so that's also steeped in our head of like and I think in corporate world that's also why there's a lot of cattiness with women where it's like you know there's there can't be that many women at the top corporately um either and so we're told we're told that so then it becomes a thing of like if another woman steps in she's threatening your spot even though there's also six other men up there but she's not threatening their spot she's threatening yours because exactly. you're the only woman so in the then room. We're, then we're just yeah we're not getting anywhere yeah <laughs> it's so messed up yeah um so in an article on psychology today the author who's a female therapist recalls a recent interaction that she had with a well-seasoned she says a well-seasoned male therapist colleague Um, In which he stated, I would rather work all day, I know, I would rather work all day with my male clients who are hardened criminals than lead a one hour group with teenage girls. And he went on to complain about the never ending drama that he sees with girls in his treatment setting. And that is like, but that's real because at the end of the day, the most psychologically twisted things to unwind are women who are manipulative and like vindictive. And that is something that is some fucked up shit in your head. Whereas a man, they're, they're more scary than it's, yeah, it's scarier because it's so, it's so psychological and you can't, yeah. and, and you can unwind around it and twist around the truth and the, Oh no, I didn't say it. Passive aggressiveness is a bitch. Cause well, I didn't say that. No, I no, I didn't mean that. And you can't even point to something like, but you did. Well, you it implied will you will not sleep at night. Yes, it's so <laughs> twisted. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like badass. Yeah, it, it is. You well, know? it also shows that women like when you are you fear oppressed. Us, yeah, like when you are when there's some level of oppression or whatever. You know, not only will we figure a way not even around it, but like, we'll figure out a way to get out these emotions. Yeah. It might not be a healthy or good way, but women are smart as shit and we play we mind really games are. and we also know that other women, the way that they're thinking. And that's why but we had to be, we had it's, to. Like, it's like this vicious psych domino effect of like us needing to survive. So we had to be 10 steps ahead of our yep. opponents, yep. but who are our opponents because we can't play with the men. Well, they're women. Yeah, exactly. And so it, it's just, it's just dark. It's yeah. So we want to dive into this. Like why do girls have such a notorious reputation for drama, backstabbing and betrayal? And how do we as women resist these limiting stereotypes and behaviors? And also how on earth are we supposed to raise girls to resist them it's so interesting i actually like i watch like real housewives a lot um me and my sister are watching oc what does it matter we're, we're just watching housewives um <laughs> i mean like all, no one's immune to just you know because a lot a lot of these women have teenage daughters and mm-hmm. like they're, they're fighting with them and, and i'm like I, I don't know why i'm like i i feel like i'd be so good with teen girls you know what I mean like I don't know how I feel about like having kids but like I want to obviously I'd want a girl <laughs> obviously but like teen years I like I, I'd like rather skip the baby mm. like I, I don't know I'm like yeah it's yeah. cute but I'd rather go right to teen years because it's yeah. like when they have a personality and they get right. attitude it's gonna be like 
I don't know. Maybe it's kind of fucked up, and like maybe I'm, it's more of like I'm, I want to heal my inner child in that way. Yeah. Uh, um, you're like, oh yes, you're a bitch but now. For, <laughs> yes. I'm just. I don't know. There's something in it where maybe I just feel very confident in like what I needed when I was in those mm, moments, and yeah. I didn't get. Yeah. Uh, that I would know, or I think I know how I would approach that kind of dynamic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of like, I don't know. It's something that, like, in me, and maybe it is the the side of, like, I was that attitude. Yeah. Being girl at some point. It's so, like, I always thought if I have kids, I feel, for for a long time now, I feel like I I could definitely handle a girl. I always was, like, I see myself as a boy mom more than a girl mom. But I used to actually be afraid of, like, I don't know if I could be a good mother to a girl because of just like, cause I just know how it is. Like, because yeah. of that reason, actually, the same reason that we probably could be good mothers to girls is the same reason I'm, I'd be scared to. The fear yeah. of like fucking up. Yeah. It's so precious. It's such a yeah, mm-hmm. very precious time. Um, fragile. Yeah. So to start changing the climate for girls, we need an, we need to understand how girls are socialized. Girls learn from a very early age that they are expected to be emotionally expressive for every emotion that is except anger girls learn the importance of relationships and the risks associated with expressing anger if she makes someone mad another girl might not want to be her friend any longer so she learns to keep her opinions to herself instead of taking a risk that might cause a rift in the relationship as a result many girls never learn the skills they need to open for open assertive communication or for effective conflict that's the thing conflict girls are so and i have been too like so scared of conflict but it's just we're conditioned like we're just conditioned little girls and all the other quiet. emotions, though, all the other emotions are accepted to express. But anger, because you're taught that you're not you don't have the power when it comes to your relationships. No, it's boys like, can be angry. We can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting. But girls do get mad, obviously, and they do have strong opinions about things. So what ends up happening now? Some things she might try to talk about. uh some things she might try, like talk about this other girl behind her back and tell her friends to start ignoring her, spread a rumor about her that she is a slut, send her a mean and uh, anonymous text to make this girl's life miserable without ever saying a word to her about the conflict. Girls learn to retaliate most effectively by harming what is likely most important to other girls, their relationships. Professionals call this behavior relation aggression, typically defined as the act of hurting others by manipulating or harming their relationships, which is so interesting. It is because we are taught, we are taught as girls even in school, like, you know, indirectly that your, your relationships your are what worth, matter. Your value. Everything is tied to what people, your relationships and what people think of you, what people, um, think of you when before they even know you like what yeah, they're gonna think like they want to see you through the eyes of how a man would see you or other girls or yeah yeah because in this case it's like it, i you know you're afraid of another girl not liking you and then even worse if they could turn other girls against you because mm-hmm. in the mean girl situation when i'm thinking about like school and these situations i experienced it wasn't even about um it wasn't like they're trying to turn it's it's women against women it's, it's just like yep um, so we have some of our own memories yeah. and stories. You go first. Well, my first one is super short because I was trying to think of my earliest. Yeah. And it, I remember being in daycare. This one's quick, but, um, and, and I was, I think I was like four and the, the babysitter 
had a daughter who was a couple years older than me. I think she was like eight. So she was like a big girl and she was, you know, it was her house. Her mom was our babysitter. She was like the cool one. And it was her. And then there was another girl who was younger, who was around my age um, and me. And then like my brother and all the like infants and little boys. And then it were just a couple of us as girls. Uh, Nicole was the babysitter's daughter and she was like cool and she could do whatever she wanted because it was her mom and her house and all this stuff. And one day um, our babysitter had got, had a big pile of coloring books, like a whole bunch of different kinds. She put them in the middle of the floor and she's like, you guys can all like pick your coloring book. And there were a couple multiples of certain kinds. And one of them uh, was like a tracing coloring book. So there was tracing paper where you could trace the image, like you drew it yourself. And then, um, and there, but there were only two of them. And I think they were like, Beauty and the Beast theme or something so that the little boys weren't even they didn't care but all of the girls all three of us wanted them but Nicole the babysitter's daughter I don't know why she had it out for me I swear she had it out for me because I don't but I was four so take that but um she took all she picked up all of the tracing paper ones so there were like three or two of them and there were three of us and she says one is for me and one's for Janice and then she's, she would like, wouldn't let me have one. And I'm like, and nobody saw. I love saw, the name Janice, too. And this is for Janice. Janice and Nicole and Molly. De- and she she made eye contact with me and was like, you don't get one. And I was just like, and all the other kids are kind of younger than at like two and below. And no one's really paying attention. The babysitter wasn't in the room. And I remember just being like, nobody's here to like, this isn't fair. Like this. Yeah, is, yeah, and yeah. it was very pointed at me. And it was just the girls. She didn't care about what the little boys were taking or anything. And I was like, that was my first memory of it. Um, I'll, I'll loop it in with my next one. Because yeah, no, no, it's sixth grade. I remember being best friends with this girl um, solely because both of our names were Molly. <laughs> and we hit it off, though. And she was like my best friend. We used to have... Um, like this notebook, we would write notes to each other in and then put it in each other's lockers and pass it back and forth all day long. And um, we were we were really close. And then one of her friends from, moved back to town and it used to be her best friend. And she moved back to town and came to school with us and hated that I that Molly and I were friends. It was like my best friend and got all weird, started turning Molly against me like didn't want us to be friends and I noticed Molly being different towards me didn't want to be my friend very much and want to like hang out around me we're, we're like 11 and then one day I and this was around the time this was like the year 2000 you remember those books Sweet Valley High mm-hmm. were like books in the library about girls in high school yeah, being yeah. mean girls basically yeah, yeah. um and I get going to my locker at the end of the day getting my stuff to go home and there's a note like shoved into the slots and I open it and it was like um, it said a bunch of mean stuff. And then I remember it said, if you want to know what we think of you, go to the library and check <gasps> oh. out and check out the book Sweet Blank High and add the word girl. Basically saying we think you're a valley girl because it was Sweet Valley High. Yeah, I didn't yeah, even know yeah. what valley girl meant at the time. I don't think they did either. But apparently it was known that it was not a good thing. But I remember like I just remember getting that note. And then it was signed Molly and Jessica. And I was, it, it hurt. Like I just, it was at the end of the day and I just went home and I was like, wow, they really like took the time to even like try to make a riddle and like, and what we think of you, like shoved it in my locker just to hurt me. Like I already yeah. knew that you guys were kind of not my friends anymore, but why? That's rough. Fucked up. <laughs> See, I don't, I'm trying to think of like, so, okay. Um, my first uh, I, I feel like um, 
brushes with 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 mean girl acts wasn't really like i think it it was definitely elementary school um I don't know. I, I think I had a lot of confidence when I was a kid. I, I, I think we've talked about yeah. like us as kids before. Like I, I, I just had a lot of confidence, and I, I remember it was really easy for me to form friendships, and and like I was definitely like a leader of it. And we wouldn't be like mean girls. It was just like, like I'm telling you right now, like this friendship group was based on the mummy. <laughs> yes. I was like, you will not be my friend unless you've watched The Mummy and you're obsessed with The Mummy. And I had friends that were like, yes, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, I, I I, don't know. It was just one of those things where it's like, at a young age, because I realized that kind of like power that I had, because I was so passionate about something, yeah, yeah. that I can get other people passionate about thing. something. When you really are that into something, you do become the lead. Because I had a friend group that was solely based around Spice Girls and I was the ringleader because I was like every recess we meet at the flagpole we do the dances I'm Scary Spice <laughs> and they follow <laughs> yeah and it, it, I think by so like when I, I that had something to do with it right where I I think I learned social strategy at a mm -hmm. young age and 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 social capital you know what I mean yeah. and like the power that I had um and I was, there was a lot of complicit. There was nothing like I would attack another girl yeah, or like, but like talk seeing it shit, happen. but I would be, yeah, I, I would like not stop it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and it wasn't great, but it wasn't <laughs> until like fifth or sixth grade when I would be like lightly bullied for like uh, body hair. Mm -hmm. Like I remember the 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 bull like the mean girls of the school like I remember them and like this dude that was like friends with them who's um they they said I I was um an alien or or something off the sci-fi channel what? because of the body hair I had like you know a lot of hair on my arms and all this stuff um and like a unibrow. Mm -hmm. And I would just kind of laugh. It was like one of those things yeah. where, and also by the sixth grade, like my the friendship that I I built off of the mummy started like dissipating. I started yeah. like growing up a little bit. Um, and I was a social butterfly, so I had like friend groups everywhere. Mm -hmm. But like the mean girls were like the one friend group I didn't get. I didn't like break in with. Yeah. And they would bully me, but then they would just like want to. It was very like Mean Girls the movie. You know yeah, what I mean? They'd yeah. be like, "Hang out with us, Alyssa." Yeah, yeah. Because I would just laugh when they would make fun of mm -hmm. me. Like I, it was very strategic. Yeah, because they want a reaction. I remember my mom telling me when I'd like come home from middle school and cry, yeah. and it was like, "I know it's hard, but I'm telling you, they want a reaction. And the more you just like don't even just ignore them, yeah. it's gonna bother them." And I'm like, "Yeah, but it." It's like I'm, I'm telling you, and it works. Yeah. Oh, a hundred. Because you just want a reaction. Yep. Yep. And I and I would give it to them, and then it was also one of those things where it's like, you know what? Like, I, I learned social strategy. I was like, mm -hmm. I wanted to be smart about this. It was like, I I was purposefully becoming their friend, mm -hmm. and I was like in their group. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember like being a mean girl, but it was it doesn't matter. I was still with the yeah, mean yeah. girl, so I was still complicit. Yeah. Um, and. You know, I remember, yeah, I remember a lot of fat jokes at other girls and me, ha, 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 you know, laughing along. Right, right. Um, but I, I, it's not great. But it was one of those things where, again, like, I knew the importance of what survival was like in a, in, in, in yeah. a jungle, the jungle that is high school or middle school. Mm -hmm. And if I was going to survive, it, would, it was going to have to be that I knew all my insecurities. Mm -hmm. I knew exactly what people are going to make fun of me first. I knew it was going to be my, like, 
the my, my body hair, my mm-hmm. unibrow, my small boobs. Yeah. They would make fun of me for. Um, I knew that was that was Those what it was going to be, yeah. and I really quickly didn't care about it anymore. Not, yeah. I mean, like obviously, like you're going to care about it a little bit, but I compartmentalized, mm-hmm. and it made me not scared of being bullied for that anymore. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Like, I, it's it gave me a sort of. Um, I don't know, co- more confidence because I was like, I didn't let this affect me because this is my strategy. Right, right. It's just joining them. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know. I, high school, <laughs> I've, I've, there's one, when I think of like an instance of me, this one's an interesting situation because it was the worst um, behavior towards me, but it didn't, um, because it just didn't affect me. Like what you're saying, I had that level of, like what I, I know where this is all coming from. And also it helped that she wasn't actually able to turn anyone against me, but she was so overt with this behavior. So there's this girl I went to school with and we were in high school. Um, and she, we had completely opposite body types. She was a cute girl though, but she was like, she was shorter than me. She was super curvy. She had big boobs. She had a butt, but like that's, we got teased for having no boobs and like being the, having the figure of a 12 year old boy. Yeah. But, but she would like the things that I wish I had more of, she had, which was like boobs and a butt. And she wanted like my legs and my stomach. And, but she, um, one day, like, I don't even know. I, it was very stark one day I came to school and I'm like 15 and I walk into my locker and it's a place we all like my whole class would just kind of like hang out all the girls and guys and everyone sit there walking to my locker and she starts making like, like, like gagging noises. And I was like, what? And I, and she's like looking at me and doing it and everyone's sitting around her, like all our friends, all the, you know, cool kids or whoever is just like looking at her, like, what are you doing? Um, I didn't say, I'm just like, look at her and walk by. And it continued all day, every day. It was a, a puking noise. And, um, and God, to the I'm point so, where to, I'm like, Oh, it was sweaty. It was, it was You're very me nervous. Yeah. It was very bizarre. And I was like, but I knew she had like a competitive thing with me. I'm like, I get it. Like you. So she's like a friend of me. Yeah. She was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we had, we also had hung out like in middle school. We were, we were in a friend group ish together. Like yeah, I, I have a friend exactly like this. Yeah. yeah and so she, but I it was one. so specific and it was at me and it was always the same thing every time I walked by. And I remember one time and every, all of our friends and everyone around, I think this is why it didn't like hurt me, hurt me. It was more just like, what is going on? Cause nobody went with it. Everybody was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you, I remember one time I was in the lunchroom around that time and this went on for like maybe a month or so. And a girl had borrowed my, my shorts for gym. And she's like, Oh Molly, I have your shorts. And she threw them back to me. And Maddie was like, why are you even friends with her? And everybody, everyone was like, Maddie, like, what are you, what? So then we had uh, volleyball, oh, I don't like this. volleyball tryouts and we made, we both made the oh, same team. Um, so we were both on JV or something. And I remember and the, that instantly that day she was nice to me. And then someone, one of my, our, the girls in our group asked her like, Maddie, what, what, what's up? Like, and now you're cool with Molly. And she had said like, well, we're on the same team now. We have to be friends. And it like just shut off. And it was, but it was very excessive. And she had people like, I remember one time I was walking to class after lunch with this, one of my guy friends. And he's like, I'm very sorry. Um, can I touch your butt right now? And I was like, what? And he asked, and I was like, 
yeah, okay. He touches it and I was, and he just like, like, he's like, okay. And I was like, what? And he's like, Maddie was saying that you stuff your butt and I just. Ew, and he wanted to touch it. Yeah. Ew. And I was like, <laughs> and he's like, I, I can tell you, you don't. And I was like, no, I don't. Like, why is she, she was saying she was spreading a lot of shit. So it ended and I was like, whatever. And, and then years later I was in college because the whole time I, I thought she was making that sound like, oh, you make me sick. That kind of like smally. Um, I came back for a winter break in college and my friend Nicole and I were talking about that. And I was like, yeah, remember how Maddie, like, that was so weird. And she's like, oh yeah. How she kept telling everyone you were bulimic. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I had, I was like, what? Cause that never got back to me. And I didn't know at all. And everybody was kind of like, what are you doing? Like, what do you, and this is like I said, years later. And I was like, what? And she goes, well, yeah, that's why she would do the puking. Every time she saw you. Oh my God. And I had, I, I mean, that is appalling to me. And I kind of, I kind so of escaped rough. it in the sense that it, A, that never got back to me. Like no one told me that and, and no one went with her and believed her. And it never really became a thing that hurt me. It was more like confusing and bizarre. And I also knew that she had a lot of insecurities about her body and wanted to be skinny. And I had like no shape yet. So it was I know it was a as, as a jealousy thing, was a body insecurity thing, but I didn't know that she was literally telling people I had an eating disorder. Damn, that is fucking dark. It is dark. It is dark. Hope you're doing well, Maddie. <laughs> Cheers, Maddie. Cheers. Maddie and Janet and Janice. <laughs> Janice and Nicole. And Nicole. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so interesting. Like, I think by the time I got to high school, I, like, found my theater group friends, mm-hmm. but I was still, like, friends with everybody like mm-hmm. even like the popular cr- I wouldn't like always yeah, hang could, out with them but like everybody I, I knew too. everybody like morph around yeah. or you could like float around I was a floater uh-huh. 100% but my home base was the theater kids and mm-hmm. I didn't give a shit if it made me like like more nerdy it didn't matter like yeah, I was getting yeah. more into myself and yeah. like my best friends were there but I do remember like so I wasn't like um my mean girl days were over mm-hmm. <laughs> um I so I thought um I'm, but there was one, and I literally, I won't have to say, I won't say the name. I don't think I even told you the name, but I, I just talked about her before we started. Oh, okay, okay. So I'll tell you who it was. Uh-huh. Um, it, she follows someone else. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's actually her. <laughs> um, I want her on the pod, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I remember it, we were doing, like, a theater competition, and this one friend, who I thought she was my friend, I don't know. I, I, I was coming with my best friend, Emily, around a corner, on this campus, we're all like spending the weekend, like doing theater competitions, big campus, probably Rutgers or something. And um, I come around the corner and she was making fun of my scoliosis. What? Because <laughs> I have a, a curve in my back that makes my like, butt like know? stick out a little bit. It's just like a curve. That's a good curve to have. <laughs> but it's like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, a, yeah. it's a fucked up scoliosis. Right. <laughs> but she was just making it like I was doing it on purpose. Like I stick my butt out all the time. She's like, so she's doing that to every and people were like laughing like friends of mine <laughs> and she was just like remember standing up and like I'm Alyssa and this is my butt or something like so stupid I remember I had never ever experienced bullying like that yeah. I, I've had like comments thrown my way yeah. but I've never I had never until that moment experienced like, like in front straight of a mocking group. you in front of a group yeah actually I did pee my pants in the third grade <laughs> and I think someone was like Alyssa and yeah. people were laughing I don't know no, that I guess I got over fast, but I think high school, like that yeah, was like third different. grade, like yeah. high school is like, yeah, that, I don't know. It hits deeper. It does. 
still remember I was crying after that. Like, that really hurt me. Um, but, like... Mean. I still got over it. Like, I still... Yeah, I yeah, think getting it was, over it is... It was still that mentality of, like... I don't know. I never let it mm -hmm. affect me, like, that hard. I, I just... I, I forgave really easily. Yeah, I remember, like, by the time high school came, these things that happened... They would they would sting, but it, then it would just the, actually the Maddie thing didn't even sting. I was just like, huh? Yeah. I think it would have stung if people went with her on it. But um, so I was at volleyball practice, and we would practice before the school year started, like a couple weeks before. And there was this new girl, and I was always so connected to when there was a new new kid because I we traveled enough growing up to where I could I always empathize with that person, especially at the age of sixteen. You're jumping into a high school in a small town. And you don't know anyone like I, I saw her and then we all know each other and we're jumping into practice and we're partnering up. You know, I was like, OK, this my heart went out to her. And so I they we chose partners for a, a warm up. And I was like, do you want to be my partner? And I could see the relief on her face. Aww. Like, like, yeah, sure. And she was a really nice girl. And we're just like doing some like volleyball warm ups back and forth. And this girl who was on the team and this girl was not uh, she wasn't. She was super mean to other girls, but it was very transparent. She was very insecure. And she was like a bigger girl. She's like a bigger redhead girl that just like, and we're all awkward at that age, but she was like very insecure in her body. And um, just, she was like this a lot. So we expect this from her, but it also she had a lot of uh, anger about um, girls who, she just, I don't know, girls that lo didn't look like her, but also girls who boys flirted with. And I remember um, I'm just like warming up with this new girl and we're having a good time. We're talking. And then Carrie, the mean girl standing, she looks at the new girl, Lindsay, and she's like, ew, why are you warming up with her? And this girl and I already know I'm like, this girl's new. So she doesn't know. Maybe I am a terrible person. She's she doesn't know who these people are. She's just like, oh, I oh, I don't know. And then Carrie goes, nobody likes her except the boys and just like said it, she, she was so like and I could see this girl Lindsay's face like she didn't do anything but I could see her like the doubt cross her face of like oh am I because she's trying to navigate a new landscape like yeah, yeah. is this a girl I shouldn't be or hanging out with or like wh who, what's going on here wow and I was just like so we finished our warm-up my mom picked me up and it was like we're doing two a days so I had to go back like an hour later but she picked me up and I remember being like really hurt by it and I was like mom Carrie like, I was just trying to make this new girl feel good. And Carrie just, like, told her that I'm that nobody likes me and only the boys like me. And um, I, it stuck with me, though. And, I, and it, she, Carrie would say stuff all the time to people. This was, like, freshman year. And then I remember senior year, the week before we graduated, I was sitting at a table after lunch, with, and Carrie was there. And all my guy friends—that also probably pissed her off. Most of my friends were guys. But she—a um, random girl walked in the lunchroom— far away she couldn't hear us and Carrie said something about her boots and was like those fucking fur boots like who wear just something really mean and no one ever no one ever stood up to the, Carrie and I and I know it was also I was emboldened I was like I'm getting the fuck out of here I'm leaving town I'm going away to college and we graduate in a week so I really don't give a fuck at this yeah, point yeah. and I said I, I remember I looked at her and I was like Carrie why do you do that and she's like what and I I'm so proud of this moment because I really like went in and I was like you do that all the time. You're just, you say mean things about girls and two people for no reason, for no reason at all. Why do you do that? And I just like let the question hang. And she was so taken aback. And she was like, well, I don't know. I just, her boots are her. And I was like, 
why do you do this to people? And then the bell rang and, wow. and we like get up and we go to class and like that whole next week. Well, after like my guy for everyone at the table was like, holy shit. Like I remember my friend, uh, Blake and Randall and Tyler, like, and Scott, I remember all of them coming up to me and being like, dude, no one ever says shit to her. That was fucking awesome. Like no one ever said. And it's like, when you really put it at someone and be like, why do you do this? Yeah. Just why? There's not really a reason. Yeah. When it when it comes from that place, well, the reason is I'm insecure and I hate the fact that other girls are I think are prettier than me or whatever it yeah, is, yeah. but they're not gonna say that. Mm-hmm. And it just like shut her up. And I was like, I wish I had said this like years ago. That's amazing. That's such a like, oh my God. I felt so empowered. I was just like, but again, it was because we were that. I was moving away forever in a week. Yeah, you know, I'm like <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. I so <laughs> my other story is uh interesting because I said I was like I never had another bat with mean girl you know being a mean girl and and so I thought but so (laughs) it's interesting so me and my my best friend from high school Emily we were you know obviously very close and we all had the same opinions over everybody and um we there we had this guy friend of ours Alex who uh we love he was younger uh he was also you know theater kid um and he was really funny he's like a little brother to us um, and he liked this other girl who was in the musical with with all of us. Um, and this one girl, she's really, she is a, a very sweet girl. Um, I don't know if I should say her name, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, oh, sorry, I don't want to blow up her spot. Um, I'm blowing up all the names. Google them. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say her last name, but it's just so funny. That yeah, that's really one. weird. Um, and she was, I would say, like, she was one of the popular girls, um, but she just had a really pretty voice, so she was in the musical. Like, not a lot of, like, the cool kids were in mm-hmm. the musicals. Um, and <laughs> um, and another, also one of her friends, who I was, like, who's really cool. I won't say, I won't say her name. Um, e, I'll just say her name is. Uh, she uh, really cool. I remember being friend, good friends with her in middle school, and then, like, mm. she got, like, too popular because yeah. she had, like, curves, mm-hmm. and she was, like... She was such a um, personality. Like she would say, like whatever the fuck, and like yeah. everybody. Yeah, she was she was cool. Um, but we were always like friends, but nothing close. But anyway, mm-hmm. they were in the musical as well. Um, Alex had a crush on on Molly and um, would tell us that, like that they would be like texting and like she liked him too, but she wanted to keep things secret because he was a nerdy theater kid and stuff like that so he would be really hurt he would tell like me and emily like how hurt he would be that like she just didn't want people to know yeah like she would like not which is like and i should have used my brain i don't know whatever i i I don't know it actually went down but we were just like oh fuck molly you know yeah yeah fuck her yeah this is the truth um so she was like dead to us um not like we would ever go up to her and say anything. Like, it would just be us shit-talking yeah. about her, like, to ourselves. So we thought. But, like, we would hear kind of stories about her from parties, like, getting too drunk and, like, doing something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and we remember that. And we would laugh about it to ourselves. Because uh, fuck her. She fucked yeah. her friend over. Yeah. Um, and no, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know what it is. It's like... We would never, it would never be to anybody's faces, but like we were mean, like you know what I mean. To each other, yeah, about other people, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, anyway, so on Facebook, uh, only in pictures with ourselves. We, I remember 
there was one picture, and it was like a theater part. I don't know. It was like pictures that only me and Emily and maybe like our mutual friends, like theater department-wise, had to have been. In the comments section, we had an inside joke about Molly. Mm. About, and it was like a nickname that I think people had known about Molly. I don't know what oh. it, I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, but it was... Like one of us, I think it was me, had call, had said to Emily using that like inside joke nickname yeah, yeah. that Molly had, um, and it was like so. It was like in a, a very obscure photo album on Facebook that like you'd have to like really search. Yeah, for. yeah. So that was like senior year of high school, right? That this comment was like made on on Facebook. Jumped cut to freshman year of, of college, like fall semester, I get this Facebook message from E, the friend of mother yeah. who I was friends with, who was yeah. really, really cool, being like, Molly and I saw that comment on Facebook that you made. We know it's, she is so upset. She's crying. How oh, wow. dare you? Who the fuck do you think you are? It was like a year ago? Yeah, six or like, ago. yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. six months to a year. Um. And I, I deserved it. Like this, like I'm telling, like she was got, she got mean. I don't know if she got like personal, like fuck you. Ugly. I don't know if yeah. she called me any names, but she was just like, fuck you. But probably bitch. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can't, I can't remember. It was just a, a scathing message mm -hmm. of like, you hurt her and go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, and I remember calling Emily and I was just bawling. And it was, it's just one of those things where it's like. I can't even imagine what she must have felt yeah, reading like, a comment empathized. like that. And like from people who she would never believe would like, yes. think these things about her. Mm -hmm. Like we were like sweet as pie theater kids that yeah. like you wouldn't think of. And it was for like we, it wasn't just we were singling right, her right. out. Like we, it but you was look at it from her perspective, she, and she doesn't know that. And like, and you like said, he could have been lying. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, guys lie. Everyone lies. Yeah. Like he could have just been lying that she was keeping it secret. Maybe he just had a crush on her, and she That's wasn't I'm, giving it back. Exactly. I'm like, what if that was the? <laughs> yeah. And now where she? Oh, this poor girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I messaged back and I was just like you know what like I'm so sorry you're right my grandmother died the day before oh god <laughs> and I remember I shouldn't have used it but I did I was just like I'm not in a good place yeah. right now but like I'm so sorry like yeah. I don't remember if she messaged back but I had never felt that kind of like guilt and I just mm. felt like I deserved it I really yeah. did like I that's but, because you're you're not a mean girl at heart that you even felt that way. Like, that's I know, a good but like, I, I, I was still complicit with a yeah, lot of yeah, things, yeah. right? And like, I recognize my role in that. And it's something that I've always been sort of cognizant of mm -hmm. for the rest. Like, I remember in college after that, you know, reading not great messages about me accidentally. Mm -hmm. Oh, my best yes. I remember you telling that story. Messaging. What episode was that? Oh, I don't know. That was yeah. That was like yeah, it, embarrassing it, it stories. Out. Oh yeah, maybe embarrassing stories episode because it, it was embarrassing for your your friend, but like you. Well, I she actually doesn't know to this day. Maybe it was another story. Oh, and I'm forgetting it. When you were in the room with your college friends and one of them texted like, "Don't tell us about this party." <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't mean girl. Caddy, though. That was like, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a different situation, but it, I thought that yeah. was fun. Yeah, yeah, that was like no. This was another. I don't, maybe I didn't say this story. Like I had. Um, that like I actually get the text message, but I was on my friend's uh, computer doing homework, oh. and I and then I, it was getting Facebook pings, mm -hmm. and I guess I shouldn't have opened it, but I was here. I was like, "What the fuck is this ping?" And it was from another kind of mutual friend who was dating my ex at the oh. time, and they were friends. 
and they I just saw messages bes- like making fun of me being like she's so look at herself because I took selfies and yeah. I like cared about my appearance yeah like because we're fucking cute yeah it, <laughs> it wasn't the first time like because I because I'd be friends with so many different kinds of girls too yeah like, I know girls me that were too. uber feminine and girls that weren't uber yeah. feminine and that weren't into yeah like you know makeup or something like that so I understand it's like it wasn't new to me to be made fun of in right. the way of like being feminine yeah but and, and it doesn't mean that when myself. you read it you're not like ooh. yeah it hurts a hundred percent um still doesn't know to this day that I have I, I know wow. that she said that it's fine. I, I, it's something that, like, I myself just got over. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I, like, mm-hmm. I understood where it was coming from, a lot of insecurity. That's the thing is, like, once you really, when you really realize, I think it's a combination of have, knowing who you are combined with understanding where they're coming from. Not why, not like, oh, I get more, like, okay, understanding who you are as a person, if you have that sense of self, plus you understand that they're really, it's out of insecurity then you yeah. really are immune to being affected by it. You know, you're not immune to like, you know, you read something like that and you're like, dang, like that sucks. Yeah. But for it to really cut you down, you have to, that's why it's worse in middle school, for example, when you are still figuring out who you are and you're still trying to claim who you are and your sense of self and figure it out for yourself. Because once you really know that about yourself, it's a lot harder to get to you. Yeah. But, you know, it's like now things can happen. Like I've had recent experiences with some mean girls. I, where I'm just like the adult, adult women where they're so afraid of, of, um, confrontation or actually just being direct where I'm always that way. Like it, it's not always comfortable, but I've always been like, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you about this. Do you want to talk about this? And it's like, it goes straight to passive aggressive Instagram posting or like manipulation and just like dirty shit that I'm like, you're a grown ass woman, like grow up. I mean, and I see it all the time. This is the, the, I mean, it's just, it's cliche and it's the basis, but it really is hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. And there's no one that will be more hurt than teenage girls and no one will be more hurt than like grown ass women who mm-hmm. like have never grown out of their insecurities yes. and want to make it everybody else's problem. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, you're, you're just, from my perspective, I'm like anybody that is just like, was it subtweeting or like putting captions in their photo, hoping that someone will see it or like making a, uh, sharing a meme that's directed at one person or mm-hmm. like, honestly, I, that shit does nothing for me. But I, the fact that you're making such an effort to do this only shows how like in your head I am and that's actually yeah. like you're just showing your cards like that's embarrassing for you <laughs> yeah I don't know uh, I, I want adults. you to go in a little bit. yeah we'll do an episode on we'll do an episode on this. but the fact <laughs> that like, like you have to, to deal more. with this now and we're in our fucking 30s like we're into our 30s now and it's still something that like it still happens and it still happens and then you just you watch it I don't know like a 12 year old me would be hurt Maybe a 15-year-old me would, like, say some shit back. And now a 33-year-old me is like, you and your life is so sad. And I'm like, I just don't care. Like, I just don't care. I I know who I am. I know what I've done, Mm -hmm. what I didn't do. I'll talk to you about it, whatever you want. But, like, care. And it's just like, you're pathetic. (laughs) We'll we'll do an episode about the issues that I'm talking about because, obviously— talking about something specific yeah but it's yeah the mean girl behavior essentially comes out in a lot of ways and actually I'll go into this because this is like what we're talking about because um 
Unfortunately, as women, we know that this behavior doesn't stop when you enter adulthood. Um, in a New York Times article entitled Dealing with Grown-Up Mean Girls, the multitude of ways that grown women still engage in, um, in passive-aggressive, manipulative, mean girl behavior, they listed these ways. So these they include giving the silent treatment. And, you know, we've been—that's been since, like, middle school, elementary school. It's like— uh, Someone stops talking to you and they convince other girls to stop talking to you and no one, will, literally no one will just, no one will speak to you. It's so obvious, but it's like, no one's going to address what, what happened. Um, so stop, but grown women do that too. What I see most is um, hiding behind social media. So that's what I was just talking about. Past aggressive posting. Also like not liking someone's recent posts or not viewing their stories in hopes that they'll notice. That's such a female thing, honestly. Um, and I am like, the reason that that's so prevalent is because women we know that other women will notice this thing i see women doing it a lot with guys too like maybe he'll see that i'm not and i'm like it's a lot less likely that he's gonna notice that but we know how women think because we are conditioned to think that way so it's like the grown woman that i was just talking about recently will do that, that's like the game the only kinds of games she'll play with people she's like has an issue with someone she would never never say it to their face it's instagram posts it's it's captions it's uh, and it's just like how sad like you just really are just, just hoping they see it and then you feel some type of like i don't know but that that's a level of emotional immaturity that is just like you never dealt with some yeah. really deep shit um yes. that that is one oh and also confusing and i i think we've all done this i've definitely done this but confusing venting with shit talking it a distinction is who you're venting to like if i'm talking to you i'll vent and shit talk with you but i know yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. even when i cross a line and i'm just like okay now i'm just being like a bitch about this person because i'm mad i still know i can trust you and it's like oh yeah yeah, yeah. there I, is a difference yeah i mean this is the thing it's Love like shit talking though a hundred percent like sometimes people deserve to be yeah. shit talked like yes. Sometimes I deserve to be shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yes, like yeah. sometimes you just like people need to mm -hmm. vent, like people do need to vent. And sometimes like we're no, none of us are immune and none of us no. are perfect. So to, like and that, that's what I had in mind, especially when I was like reading the texts of my friends. I was yeah, that my, yeah. they were saying about me. I was just like, you know what? I kind of like deserved it. And it's not it's, about like my, you know, being confident, but like, yeah, yeah. It's not like I've never had said a bad word about them before. Right, right. You know what I mean? And like, there's, there's a line. Whatever. Like, what is the line? Is it like. Because there's a lot of shit I have said and done, but that I actually stand behind because it's true. Exactly. Versus when you're just, you're so mad, you're just throwing low blows about someone. Because yeah. that's more shit talking to me than me coming to you and be like, listen to what this bitch did. Then she did this. Can you, then she did this. To me, that is venting because it's, oh, it yeah. really happened. But if I'm then going to like, well, her fucking base you know then i'm like okay well that's shit talking even if it's true it's also shit talking because it's an opinion base but if i'm telling you what someone did or said or who they how they are yeah that's real yes but it's <laughs> i mean sometimes yeah sometimes you just gotta get shit off your 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 chest yeah and just just two people i think it's also a thing of like who you vent to is who that becomes the most important thing uh, like who uh, do you trust this person <laughs> Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And uh, choose your choose your people. Choose them wisely. wisely. There's some bitches out there. Some messy bitches. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, the, also we have some groundwork for how we can work to channel our anger, like to avoid 
engaging ourselves in this mean girl behavior um, because it's really anger that we're not taught as females to handle. Um, so our, and to channel it in a healthy and effective way instead of resorting to passive aggressiveness and manipulation as society has taught us. Um, that same New York Times article, we're going to link these in our show notes, the articles that, uh, mm-hmm. for this research, uh, reminds us that anger is an emotion that tells us something is wrong. That's a good thing when we know how to process it effectively and then communicate it appropriately. So paying attention to the feeling when we have it, you're angry about something, and then asking ourselves a few simple but powerful questions is essential to our well-being. Whether we are the ones getting quiet or the ones being mean, these questions to ask ourselves are, like when you start to feel this, the stuff that would drive you to be passive-aggressive or manipulative or whatever, why am I actually angry right now? Do I feel as if this person or the situation is trying to take away my sense of worth? Usually, what it, do I feel like they have power over me or it has power over me or they are trying to devalue me? Um, do I feel as if I can speak out? And this, you know, in a lot of situations, especially professionally, um, no, sometimes you can't. Yeah, and, when it's no longer like, you know, school yeah. ground type shit or just between friends, when it's a professional level and you're that that's a whole level of stakes yeah. that is so difficult to exactly, maneuver. Exactly, exactly. And then the um so do I feel as if I can speak out? If not, why not? So if you ask yourself these questions, it's supposed to, according to New York Times, supposed to give you a little bit of a moment to reflect enough to, you know, your anger is not going to go away, but it should get you to the point where you understand yourself a little bit more to where you won't be driven to manipulate, be passive aggressive, do some childish silent treatment shit and either work through it yourself or decide this is worth a confrontation in person. I'm going to bring this to this person. Yes. I mean, just even, you know, hearing that it's so interesting. Like, the shit talking that me and Emily did in those fo- those Facebook photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the comment. Yeah. I'm wondering if actually it was like MySpace and not even Facebook. Probably. Like that's how like, yeah. I think it was actually a MySpace fucking. Or, no, maybe Facebook. Um, but even because like my reasoning there has always been like, oh, well, she is being mean and dismissive of our friend mm-hmm. and pretending like it's just like a dirty little secret that yeah. she doesn't want out, which I don't know if that was true. But there could have been so much more behind it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we, we, we were insecure because she, like, was more popular and went to mm. parties all the time and, mm-hmm. like, got the lead in the musical or, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, like, yeah, like... More stuff that didn't have anything to do with Alex that you guys exactly yeah, made that like you we jump just on we board. just felt like you know it make ourselves feel better to put her down mm-hmm. and like we would never in our wildest like actually think she would write it like we right. just thought we just thought we were so clever and like funny and like yeah. that, we were, that that no one would actually find that mm-hmm. uh, you're wrong and stupid <laughs> but like there's so much more beneath what you actually yes. the surface level of why if you're if you if you're um, at that level where you're shit talking mm-hmm. like. But it's all surface. Like you could yeah. be like, well, you know, with that chick um, from volleyball, Carrie. Yeah, yes. like Carrie could have like surface level been like, well, I just think they're ugly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know. Like oh yeah, you're those not my boots are ugly. You like, could have been like so, so surface level, yes. but like deep down, right? You thinking that those boots are I'm ugly insecure. is not an explanation of why you're angry. Why are you angry? Exactly. <laughs> you're angry that the boots are ugly because it's like, why am I actually angry right now? You're right because it's. You have to go beyond the surface of like, well, I'm angry because they said this about me. Okay. Why are you really angry? You're angry yeah. because what they said hit a nerve. Yeah. And what did they say? And what do you feel about yourself? Like it, 
it's not fun to reflect like that, but that's the, we're not taught to, and we're not taught to deal with our anger. And if, you know, if you get down to it and you're like, no, this was fucked up. It's not me being, oh, this is a me problem. Like if you're really upset about something, then an actual adult human being and talk to that person. Yeah, I think it, it's really interesting, the fine line between shit talking um, when you're in a venting, you know, s- frame of mind when you just need to get something out because of their behavior and when you're just being bitchy. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, especially being in the theater department, like I I understand what bitchiness is when you're just being <laughs> a fucking bitch. Yeah. Um, a- again, like... I am not immune to being complicit bitchiness like mm-hmm. forever. You know what I mean? It's like you just trust the people that you're being with. Yeah, of course. But this is something, and I've always learned this since I got caught with those Facebook comments. It's like, I am not immune to it myself. Like, I cannot expect myself to be so no. hurt if I kind of get the same thing back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's just what you kind of have to reckon with. Yeah, you know what I and mean? there's like, also like, no knowing, a, I, I I think being able to go in on someone is kind of a good quality being able to not that you do it all the time or whatever, but like, mm, like you can read somebody. Yes. It's like I fucking have your number. Like you know I, what I, mean? I, I um, remember, well, Kip, oh, one of my friends always says, cause I like, no, I've known him like seven years, or, like a really long time. Someone I really trust. So I will be myself around, around him. I will say things that I'm just like, wouldn't say to anyone else. Definitely wouldn't say to anyone who doesn't know, really know me. And I just go in, I'll make comments like in humor, but like, he's always like, he like cracks up and he's like, you, you'll be getting people like hardcore. Like you will dig in on someone and that shit is hilarious. But like you go hard at people, like just to me, like in conversation when I'm just like, I'll make a one-off thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying it jokingly, but I'll be like digging at someone, you know? Mm-hmm. And he, he, I remember him saying too, cause he like laughs at it and he's like, you can fucking get someone. I but don't that, think people but, know. But that is how we're conditioned. We're, we're yes. so fucking smart. You cannot yeah. fuck with us. It's like women and gay men. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I bet you, it's like, yes. we, because of the trauma that we've yes. gone through as growing up and adolescent, like we are, we have everything. Like we are so fucking smart. Yes. And it's our gift and our fucking curse because we do it to each other i know um it's just like crazy intimate. it's like, like yeah we'll, 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 i mean i like say it we'll about put our claws off like, claws out for yeah. them too but like it's just yeah he, it's like he was just cycle. like you need to be like you know I, I think it's hilarious and it's great you do it around me but it's like be careful who you let this out around because like you go hard and i'm like <laughs> okay i need to be careful um not around me um <laughs> yeah. go hard, go hard. <laughs> okay so when you're in that that state of trying to figure out like is this worth it you know what i mean like what am i what am i saying about this person and like where is this actually coming from here are some of the main things to remember in these moments value dignity over politeness being kind and polite is important but when we're interacting with someone who is denying our dignity kindness is not called for demanding our dignity is when we are mm-hmm. grounded in our sense of worth we can more easily value others dignity while projecting authentic power empathy and grace so it's like again hurt people hurt people so yeah. Noticing, especially in a professional environment, someone being fucking so petty and bitter mm-hmm. for no reason. Um, yeah, you can understand that they're not project. They're not uh, yeah. moving forward with dignity. They're no. not. They are not projecting their power or empathy right. or grace. And like, and when you decide, if you decide to confront somebody, 
about something that's bothering you, put your dignity before politeness because politeness when you're angry with someone is passive aggressiveness. Yeah. <laughs> Cause if you actually feel you're actually angry, but I'm like, no, it's, I, I mean, it, you kind of, it's fine. That's being quote unquote polite, but that's passive aggressive. A hundred percent. And like, What's so interesting is that that girl who messaged me saying, like, fuck you, you hurt my friends. Like, she could have easily talked shit about me on another Facebook. And maybe right. I would have found it and, like, stooped to my level. But yeah. she didn't. She went right to me. Yeah. And yeah. Bravo. she made me cry. I would clap. And she went to bat for her friends. Yeah, like, yeah. I was I to this day, I'm like, damn, I wish I, <laughs> like, I wish you could have figured something out. I hope they're I hope they're both doing well. <laughs> um, that's a good one. She has yeah. a good friend. Um <laughs> Yeah, but she could, but, or she could have been polite about it and like talking right, to me. Right, right. She didn't, and she didn't need to. Yeah. Um, listen to criticism. When we make mistakes, we must be able to accept criticism without automatically labeling that criticism is me. Um, a hundred percent. If someone gives us feedback that feels disrespectful, then we need to address that. But if someone critiques us because they want the best for us, that's a gift. And that's exactly what I took from that whole yes, thing. Yes, like, yes, She exactly. gave me... A, she, I don't remember if she was disrespectful. She could have been, and I could have deserved it, but I don't remember mm -hmm. it. Um, but, like, it was a gift. Like, yeah. I was humbled, yeah. like, and I 100% should have been humbled. That's Yeah, that's the thing is that women, we're so used to passive-aggressive behavior from other women and probably from ourselves at times that when somebody says anything, criticism, that that is coming from love or is valid or anything, women are really quick to be like, well, that bitch, what does she think? And it's like, Listen, not everything is mean. Not every yeah. criticism is mean. So if we think there's a lot of angles of this, we're talking about like how to not be a mean girl yourself, how to deal with women who are being mean girls, and also how to not assume that certain behavior is mean girl behavior. Amen. A hundred percent. Because there's so many different levels yes. to this. And you have to distinguish the difference because we know what's fair and what's not fair. Mm -hmm. It wasn't fair for that girl to make fun of my scoliosis. Like right. that is like fucked up. Yeah, fuck But it you. was fair for this girl to at for attack me for going after her friend. Yeah. A hundred percent valid. When things are true, like what yes. E was saying was 100% true. Mm -hmm. I guess my scoliosis is true, but I wasn't well, that's doing not... it. On, she was saying, she wasn't like her scoliosis. She was doing it like, she was making fun of me like I was doing it on purpose to, like, yeah, to get no, attention, um, which I wish. Um, my butt is like suspiciously bigger than, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's also <laughs> one of those things add, added to it. So Suspiciously. It, it's just, it doesn't make sense with my, my body. Um, but uh, yeah, there, there's a difference between shit and I could have been petty and called out and been right. like, and like, and, and, and retaliated game yeah. against her for coming after me. But I can't deny when what I was faced with was true shit. Yes. And I'm just thinking about your situation. It's yeah. just like... I don't know. Like, um, you can tell where someone's yeah. at when they get that information. That's you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they could like... be petty back. I could have been petty when I got uh, read those messages between my friends. Mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't. Yeah. I, I moved on. I kept it to myself. Yep. I realized where it came from, and I moved on. Yeah. Like, there's so many things that I'm like, if if really, like, the situation I'm in right now, I'm like, at the end of the day, if it comes down to myself, except for now, by the way, yeah. <laughs> if it comes down to it and I am and I have a reason to say what happened and what why I like what I did, what I said, what happened to me, why I feel this way about this person, I will I will say it. But like at the end of the day, like I'm not at your low level of pettiness and, and manipulation and passive aggressiveness and 
narcissism. Like yeah. I'm just, I'm just above that. So if you want to talk to me about things, I'll talk to you. Like I really will because I am an adult and I have respect for humanity and myself. So I will do that. Um, I will tell you why things happen. Like, but I also stand beside my behavior in situations. When, when you know you, you were like below the belt is like, okay, I'll stand beside that and I will apologize. But sometimes people deserve yeah, the yeah. below the belt shit. For sure. Like I for did. sure. <laughs> and then, but then there's things where I'm like, okay, well, I, I can understand why you might be mad, but also, um, I stand beside this. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. It, it is one of those things where, and that's why it, these, the questions that you ask yourself that we went over before are so important. Like the, when you're thinking about what, whether you said what you said and it, when it came out, whether it was valid or not, um, you had to speak to your anger and speak yeah. to whether or not it was worth it. And if your self-worth was at, um, was, was challenged. Challenged. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or questioned is about, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, you also have to face your fears. We can't undo generations of cultural baggage in a day, but we can start small and practice. Remember, conflict is going to happen and we are all capable of handling conflict with dignity. And when we find ourselves in infuriating situations that threaten to derail us, these prompts can help us get back on track. This is really hard to tell you because I value our friendship. Um, I haven't told you how I felt before because dot, dot, dot. Um, or it's uncomfortable to tell you about something that's upsetting me because I'm worried about dot, dot, dot. And you'd say what's making you angry. Um, and then our personal favorite takeaway from our research and what we will no doubt be playing in our heads the next time we come up against one of these tough situations is dignity over politeness. Yeah, because that's, that's the one that stuck out to me because I'm like, I am... I'm a people pleaser in certain yeah, situations too. too much. Like mm -hmm. I, in some situations I, I am not. And I'm like, but in certain scenarios, I've noticed that about myself where I'm like too concerned about how other people might feel mm -hmm. to really stand up for myself or really. Um, and they're very specific situations. Cause then there are things that look at and I'm like, I had no problem there, but some I do. And I'm like, okay, if it comes down to, I just need to remember that like dignity over politeness. Yes. We're just taught to be polite and quiet and not angry. Yeah. It is so, I don't know. It's sad, but I think there's some power in how much women have been able to be strategic mm -hmm. in social situations. And I think you know what's so interesting too, this is reminding me of, is Real Housewives and why Real Housewives is so popular. And really when it gets down to it, because by surface level, it's just a bunch of catty women, uh, drama and, you know, table throwing and glasses throwing. But at the end of the day, what it really is, is watching women strategize their social situations. Um, in really unhealthy, immature ways. <laughs> yes, but but also in healthy, immature ways. Like you'll, mm. you'll see, it'll run a gamut and you'll see them fuck up and, and be petty but then you'll also like they learned from it and then they're just like you know I, like this is actually the better way to do it and they'll do the dignity over uh, politeness or they'll be passive aggressive you know what i mean like yeah. no one's perfect it's the roller coaster um and when you think that they've you know humbled themselves completely they'll fuck up again just right. like we all do but to, for our entertainment um but it's but it is interesting mm -hmm. and i think that's like why i love it so much because it reminds me of how i've learned to to maneuver myself in social situations among women among men whatever mm -hmm. um and it's important and it's important to learn from it and important to not beat yourself up over yeah. when you fuck up yeah. and and you get petty mm -hmm. um 
because we all do it. Yeah, we, we do. We all fucking do it. Like, no one is immune to this. Yeah. You know, you've been messy and you've been petty and people have been messy and petty towards you. Um, I think every situation is learnable. Every mm-hmm. every situation where you're challenged, um, whether in a petty way or in a, like, productive way is yeah. a gift. Like, yeah. we, like, we went over. Right. Um, you just have to kind of be smart about how you sort through it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Like, knowing yourself to a degree and then also just... There's a quote, I think it's like Socrates, actually, where it just says, be as you wish to seem. Yeah. And I've always liked that because it's like, you know, when you think about just project yourself later down the road of your life and say we do have daughters, right? And we're trying to help her through a situation. And it's like, I would love, like what I that story I told you about how I stood up to that girl mm-hmm. in high school where I was like, why are you doing, I would love who say that this is how I handled these situations. Yeah. Um, I would love to be able to tell her, like, I did this one time. You you need the stories where you did the wrong thing, too. But I think, like, taking a step back and being like, when I tell a story of how I acted in a situation like this or something that I went through later in life, what character do I want to be? Like, yes. yeah, what yeah, do yeah, I yeah. do? I want to be the one that just, like, fired off a passive-aggressive text or you know, did some shady thing on Instagram or do I want to be the woman that was like called that person was like, Hey, can we talk about this? Or, Hey, Mm. um, I feel, who do I want to be? Yeah, it is. That is, it's such a dilemma that like, it's really hard. So like, again, don't beat yourself up if you're not always going to be the model person, but it is something so good at the end of the day to remember, because especially if you are raising somebody like, you know, the it's really hard to be the do as I say, not as I do type right. of person because we've known from having mothers that mm-hmm. that's not the case. Like mm-hmm. we will pick up things from them that we didn't think they would. And they're they're dealing with their own internalized misogyny and their own journeys from when they were growing up. So yeah, it's they're like, trying to like reverse things that happened to them. But yeah, but meanwhile, things are also happening to us. Yeah. And like, like everything's shifting and, and how bullying happens and how it's more online now than it used to be. And and yeah. there can be more like sub shit post sub posting. I forget that's how it's called. Like sub tweeting oh, and all that. Yeah. yeah, like that happens now. And yeah, um, yeah, like we're all gonna have our shit at all time. I think grace, dignity, passion, mm-hmm. remembering that hurt people hurt people, and that like at the end of the day, you could be that hurt person because yeah. that was me when I was became a mean girl, you know, yeah. or joined the mean girls because yeah, I was like, hurt. Didn't... I was bullied for things. So I was like, my survival was I'm going to join them and become complicit. Exactly. Because I was hurt. Yeah. Like I got out of that. Thank God I'm out. I'm yeah. not going to put myself back in it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is like, maybe we need a Two-parter. an hour yeah two-parter <laughs> i know i would like we should bring i should There's bring in the other girls yes. oh my god I should reach out to these maddie what's up holly i'm so sorry gorgeous girl <laughs> oh i you... thought you were talking to me oh you too. I was <laughs> like what <laughs> no the girl like the other molly yes oh god <laughs> i was so confused <laughs> anyway well I hope you enjoyed that uh, episode. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, also, please send in, you know, we'll never blast your name if you don't want it to be, be non- anonymous, but yeah. your mean girl stories, whether you were the mean girl or you experienced this, because also if we get enough submissions, it could be like a mini episode of sharing your stories. Because I think the more you hear of other women's experiences, you realize like it's not just women that look like me that mm-hmm. get treated this way, or it's not just women that look like that, that treat people this way or you know yeah the whole all walks of life yeah yes yeah 
Um, so please reach out to us. So follow us on Instagram at the SOS Pod. Follow us on Twitter at the SOS Pod. YouTube SOS with Molly and Alyssa. So subscribe to us there. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Ugh, Apple Podcasts. I'm like, oh yeah. So 2005 <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Get, get us on MySpace. Um, Page us. <laughs> on Zanga, find our blog. <laughs> um, Facts us at. Yeah. Um, also, damn. check out our Tumblr. I love Tumblr. Oh I'm my God. I love Tumblr. Tumblr. Um, anyway, and yeah, rate and review us as well. It helps us reach more people. And we also have a Patreon. Yes, Patreon. You can get exclusive content, merch, the opportunity to suggest episode uh, sub, uh, Topic. subjects, topics. <laughs> I was going to say titles. That titles too, or it. that, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm Molly Cottrell. I'm Melissa Rosano. Here's to turning meltdowns into magic. <laughs>